0: Welcome to a special On the Shelf episode of...
1: Brutal Battle! Yeah, this is uh, actually the 12th episode we've done for On the Shelf. Really? Which the cool thing actually is we're on number 12 for Cellar Dive and 12 for On the Shelf.
0: Oh, neck and neck.
1: So, the same number that we're doing off the store shelf as we are doing out of our cellar. So that's cool.
0: Well, not really because we should be doing more from the cellar. Because we
1: may be doing that. So, just an idea. It may happen. We may be putting a little bit of extra on a uh, cellar dive episode in there. Well, well see.
0: you're doing the brewery highlight. Yeah. So, that does get yeah, stuff out. Yeah, that's good stuff out.
1: Yeah. So, um, the lineup today is all 12 ounce cans, which mm-hmm. is interesting. And we had six beers that we actually picked up, and then we needed to whittle it down to the four because um, we really only wanted to do four at a time. But, we whittled it down based off um, availability, kind of, because two of the ones we had, and I'll I'll tell you what the other two we had were were significantly more local. The one was by Rusty Rail Brewing out of Pennsylvania, and it's um it was Fool's Gold. It's like their peanut butter hefeweizen,
0: which is we had it last at year at Brew the Expo. Brew Expo in Penn State, and it's it's really good it's really interesting
1: i remember liking it but i would like to give it another try it
0: also was the end of the night so i feel like at that point we were like yeah that's good that's good that's good
1: you don't know for sure in those instances (laughs) but um you know maybe we'll have it on the show in some other way and then the other one that we decided not to do which we could also have the show on the show in another way was by jailbreak brewing someone we don't talk about all that much they're out of laurel maryland And um, they had, it's like a strawberry mint Berliner Weiss. But I was, as as interesting as both those other beers were, I was like, they're really hyper local. And if we have these other four beers that are not hyper local, that could be way more available to people throughout the United States, then we should just do these. For
0: all of our bazillion listeners. Yeah,
1: like millions, (laughs) potentially billions. Yeah, exactly. So... Rebecca was actually saying before we started that she's excited for this lineup. I
0: was like, this should be some good beer.
1: I mean, should be. We'll see, but should be. So I have a little bit to say about each of the beers. Um, Some of them involved... I just did, like, a little bit of research. It was mainly because of the last beer. I was like, I need a little extra, because I knew there was, like, an extra story behind it. So I wanted to get that. And I was like, well, let me see real quick if there's any extra story behind any of these other ones, which they're really isn't except one other one so I'll just give you guys a little bit but um, just know that when I was looking through these when it would get to say aromas and flavors and that I would stop immediately so I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting in the f- smell and the flavor so all right let's uh, go with our first one this one I was very surprised to see this brewery on our shelf because I had no clue that they finally showed up in Maryland this is by Jackie O's Pub and Brewery and they're out of, I know, it's somewhere in Ohio, Athens, Ohio. Hmm, where's no, that? Um, where is Athens, Ohio? I, I think it's, it, I think that's like where, um, I may be mistaken, but I think that's where Ohio University is. Not Ohio State, but Ohio University, who was where I went. I went to Miami University in Ohio, that was like, our main rival was Ohio University.
0: Hmm, Interesting.
1: So I think that's where it is. I think I'm right about that. But I've heard a lot of really good things about Jackie O's. Now, I haven't heard a lot about their, like, normal release beers, which I believe this is one of them, because usually that's how breweries enter new markets. They just, you know, have their normal lineup show up. And then in a little bit after that, they'll kind of give you the special stuff here and there. So um, I was just excited and shocked. I was like, I had no idea Jackie O's showed up in Maryland. So got to do one of these. So the one we got is their Mystic Mama, and it's an IPA. And it says brewed with copious amounts of pungent hops. And Mm. it's 7%. And
0: is it Jackie O?
1: Jackie O's. O's. Yeah, there's an apostrophe.
0: I wasn't sure if you were saying Jackie O's, like, just in your sentence structure. No, like, I just, I didn't know if it was just Jackie O, but you were adding... Oh, no, no, no. Pot, like, talk. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, Like, it's if that's Jackie just how O's. it
0: fit in your sentence structure?
1: Right. That's hard. Okay. But no, yeah, very, Jackie O's. It
0: looks real light.
1: So we're leading off with an IPA here, which I haven't really had. I haven't been drinking IPAs as much as I want to recently. Okay, so... Yeah, it's very yellow. It's
0: very yellow and a little hazy. It looks. It looks like a goza.
1: Yeah, a little bit, A little like, hazy. Uh, there is a slight orange tinge to it, but it's got a decent head. The way I poured it, pretty agitated. Does it smell pungent?
0: It does, and it's kind of interesting because it it's like, good. It does smell really good because I feel like you're getting all those nice like citrus hops, but also I'm getting a fair amount of malt.
1: Yeah, there, there's a decent malt grain note in there. There's a decent. There's a pininess in there. There's a citrus in there. There's a definite bitterness that I can perceive on the nose. It kind of smells a little bit more of, like, a nostalgic IPA for me because, you know, it's all about, like, the hazy IPAs, yeah. New England-style IPAs now, now. So this is kind of, like, seeming more of, like, a throwback but more of, like, an East meets West Coast IPA.
0: It's kind of... um like you know, when you walk into a brewery and you just smell all of the, the grain. grain and everything, it smells like that. You know? Yeah,
1: there is that underlying tone note in each sniff, but it's um, yeah, like I get that pine, I get that citrus. It also smells um, a little resiny, in my opinion, which is interesting because I usually don't get that in IPAs. Well, in in any hoppy beer that are like lower ABV, which I consider seven to be on the lower side, I think like eight and up is kind of on the higher side, in my opinion. So, all right, Rebecca, you already tried it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm digging the mouthfeel, like the body.
1: Oh, it's great body. Um, great body to it.
0: I like it. It has like mm-hmm. a decent. It's kind of like everything that we described on the nose and the mouth. Yeah. Um, you're getting the malt. You're getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me. You're getting some of the citrus notes, um, and you get, like, a decent amount of bitterness. Not too much. I don't like a ton of bitterness. Yeah. It's just kind of... It's just a nice, easy drinking kind of have in your fridge and just enjoy IPA.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. It's its nothing crazy. No one's going to drink this this mm-hmm. beer and be like, oh, my God, this is the best IPA I've ever had. It's amazing. But people drink it and be like, man, that's a solid-ass IPA yeah. right there. Yeah. And it is. I really like it. I, I love how... Like you were saying, everything in the nose is in the flavor. And it's, it's like, easy, though. You know, like, yeah. it, it's kind of at, like, a medium level, and everything kind of mm-hmm. harmoniously plays along with everything else. Um, and I like the bitterness in there. It's a nice bitterness to it.
0: I mean, I would, I would buy this again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think like I would, too.
0: I mean, right. I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, it's amazing. But it's, like... Super solid.
1: Yeah, it and I, like I taste that resiny note in there. I taste like a pine. I taste a bit of a mango. Um, it I definitely get a lot of that kind of malt grain in there too. It's just, it's just, it's nice. There's a lot of flavors going on, and it's it's a nice ass beer.
0: Yeah, because mm. I like some of the like creaminess that comes and the sweetness from some of the hazy IPAs, but then sometimes they're just too sweet.
1: Yeah, for for me, a lot of times they end up being too sweet. But I think it also has to do with who's doing them. Yeah. Like there are certain hazy IPAs that I think are almost always getting nailed properly, and they're not too sweet. Like Burley Oak Brewing in oh, Berlin, right. Maryland. I think that I I don't think I've ever had a hazy IPM, IPA by them that I've been like, wow, that's too sweet. Yeah. They've all been that's true. Within acceptable range of sweetness. I think the problem is people who don't have it dialed in like certain breweries do.
0: Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't like a ton of bitterness, but... You need some water. Oh, no, you, in, you already did it.
1: Okay. Just do a little bit more. <laughs> I need um, a little more water. Drink, um, so.
0: But, you know, I think having a, a little bitterness is better than, you know, too... I, I just don't... Especially in an IPA, like I feel like if yeah. I want something sweet, I may kind of navigate or to a different style.
1: Well, and it's it makes me think it's kind of interesting that like you and I, the way our palates developed, we were used to IPAs being bitter. You know, we were used to when we started getting into it, like West Coast style IPAs were all the rage. Like that was the thing as far as hoppy beers went. So we were very accepting of bitterness. So for us, that's always kind of going to be the measuring stick, like that's what it should be. But with the newer generations of people just getting into craft beer, their measuring stick may be hazy IPAs Mm -hmm. because that's what's popular now. So they may kind of look back and be like, oh, yeah, like West Coast style IPAs, bitter IPAs, that was a a thing back then. It was the passing fad. But that's not where we are now. That's not like true current craft beer So, it's just kind of interesting because it's like different craft beer generations. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just interesting.
0: Okay, moving on.
1: Right. So, the next one is
0: Rosalie by Firestone Walker. It is beer brewed with hibiscus and wine
1: grapes. Yes. What's the ABV on that one? 5%. And they're out of Paso Robles, California, I think. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Good and number. this one's in a twelve ounce can, but it's like, it's like one of those energy drink looking slender cans, like Six Point Brewing does a lot of the time. Tall and skinny. So.
0: Oh, it's so pretty. Now
1: this one's perfect for you, and I saw it on the shelf and wanted to get it because you are a rosé wine drinker. Yes. So I was like, oh, rosé style sour beer. Uh, you, you should, could like this. So there's a little bit of a story to it. Um, oh. So I don't know if people know, but Firestone Walker, the the brewery, was uh, formulated and started on a vineyard. Oh, yeah. So the Firestone, um, the Firestone family, yes, they're the same ones that deal with the tires. They also have vineyards. So, damn, I forget his first name. Firestone in Firestone Walker, he. Uh, had started the the brewery on one of their vineyards. He just got like his own brewing equipment and kind of had it along with their winemaking equipment. So they had kind of said when they put this out that they felt like it it would be a cool thing to kind of like bring one of their beers back to the roots Mm. of the brewery and the roots of the, 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 um, family in winemaking. So they did this with locally sourced wine grapes And I think they said it's co-fermented with Chardonnay grapes. Mm -hmm. But there's some other uh, grapes as well. And... And
0: It looks like a rosé.
1: Yeah. It looks like a rosé wine, but with carbonation. Yeah. Um, Nothing crazy. It's like very fine carbonation and not a whole lot sitting on the top, but just around the edges, really. But it's it's like a pretty, like, pink. Yeah.
0: And it smells like a rosé wine.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. No, it definitely does. It smells a little bit tart. Yeah. Like you get with the dry rosés. Mm-hmm. It just smells like a nice dry rosé. I see where the hibiscus is coming through, giving a little bit of that kind of like flowery mm-hmm. note.
0: Getting kind of the... Well, I think the... I think it's the rosés from the from France that have that salinity.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I'm definitely getting some of that.
1: Yeah. It totally does smell like a rosé. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing. People need to know. We do know our rosés because... Rebecca really loves them and we'll drink them here and there. But also, uh, we have gone to rose tastings before where they're doing like all roses, all roses. (laughs) Like, and I'm talking, they scaled it back the second year. I think the second year was like 12 different roses, but the first year it was like 24, (laughs) and you could for free taste every single one of them. (laughs) So um, we've we've gone through many many rosés.
0: I hope they do that again this year because it was nice because then I could figure out which ones I wanted and stock up and be ready for the yeah. summer season.
1: So um, this I definitely smell the grapes in there too. Like you can one hundred percent smell the grapes. It doesn't really smell like a. Uh, I'm sorry. It doesn't really smell like a beer. It definitely smells more like a wine. If you just stuck it under my nose and I didn't see the carbonation or anything, I would think, oh, that's a rosé wine. So they nailed it on the nose, in my opinion. Also, when I just took a sniff, I'm getting a light honey note mm-hmm. in there.
0: Okay. So I started sipping it. It is so light and delicate. I love it.
1: Oh, it's very light.
0: And I'm getting, like, some sweet, like, what honey. The? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, a little tart, a little sweet, nice and light. I know you wanted to do a bracket for my beach beer.
1: Oh, you want this but in? This,
0: <laughs> this might be it. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it tastes like a rosé wine. I, I think once again, just like with smelling it, if you just had me taste it, I think I, I would pick up on the fact that it is effervescent, which would be weird to me, but other than that, it tastes like a wine.
0: Well, yeah, mm, I, I'm getting that Cheerio finish though. Okay. Um, I can which see, yeah I would never get from mm-hmm. a wine, um, mm-hmm.
1: But it's definitely gravy. But it's,
0: yes, for sure. Um, it's got a
1: little bit of, like, a very soft lemon tartness mm-hmm. that you can get in really dry rosés. And then I get the hibiscus coming through, too. Like, it's floral. It's... Mm.
0: It's good. I like it. It's really... I mean, it's not, like, super, super flavorful. But the flavors that are there are really nice and light and...
1: But that's the thing. Like... Rosés, a lot of the time, are not super, super flavorful right. either. Like, there are there yeah. are ones that, that have a lot more um, skin contact time yeah. when they're See, fermenting. I like,
0: uh, I like some of those. But.
1: but these are the lighter, you know, this is more like one of the lighter ones. Honestly, I think that for what they were going for, they nailed it. Oh, yeah. So, Firestone Walker, good job on that.
0: Man, Good and good. Okay, this next one.
1: Yeah, so the, um, I just want to say something real quick about the tasting order. So I was initially going to do something without thinking too hard tasting order-wise, and then I thought about it a little bit, and I was like, wait a second. There were two beers that I was going to put back-to-back, and I was like, if I do that, that can kind of be unfair to the second beer potentially because they're of the same type. So if they have any shared note, tasting notes – then you're not necessarily going to get it as much in the second beer. So for that reason, I took the approach of kind of breaking them up so we have a different tasting beer in between. So I think maybe going forward I might look at that type of stuff a little bit more with, with tasting orders. Just, that's it. So what's okay. our third beer?
0: So this is my pick. Um, it is by Cigar City out of Tampa, Florida. It is their Oatmeal Raisin Cookie Brown Ale.
1: So... A few things about this. Oh, what's the A B V?
0: Um looking, looking, looking five point five.
1: Okay. Makes sense um, for a brand.
0: It says right on it, do not age.
1: Okay. They're out of Tampa, right? Oh yeah, I said that. Okay, sorry.
0: Were you listening? Yeah, it says "Drink Fresh, Do Not Age," and it was canned on three twenty-eight.
1: All we checked the canning yeah. dates on all these because since it's an on-the-shelf episode, I'd like to get them within the last three months release-wise. So all of these are definitely within that. Actually, all of these are within two, I believe. Okay. Potentially one and a half. So, um,
0: so it says it's an ale brewed with raisins, cinnamon, and lactose.
1: So here's the thing: I have a few things to say about this beer. You go ahead. You can open it. Okay. So, first of all, I think this is the first special release we've gotten in Maryland from Cigar City. Is it? Yeah. They showed up sometime last year, and they've mainly just been um, doing, like, their kind of core stuff. Although, I don't know if it was a special one, but their Cubano Coffee Brown Ale I did see available for a little bit. Right. But this is the the first one I've that, noticed as, like, one yeah. of their special, special releases. And I looked on their website, and it is marked as a special release. Oh, cool. So, we're finally starting to we're in get... the special
0: release market. Right.
1: We're in that zone, which is really exciting, really cool. Get
0: in the zone. Auto zone.
1: No. Oh. But we've... No? We've had Cigar City before. We've actually spent time down in uh, the Tampa area a few years, some years ago, because we had friends down there. And... So we've experienced an okay amount of Cigar City stuff, so we do quite like it. So we've always been looking for, when is Cigar City going to get here? And then once they got here, we're like, when are we going to get the really good stuff? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. But um, I do want to point out, they do a good amount of brown ales.
0: I was just going to say, yeah. And we, again, that kind of was a style that kind of got me into craft beer. And then I kind of was like, eh. And now we're... I feel like both are kind of circling back to it because it is a nice, easy drinking style.
1: But it takes the right brewery to make it worth it. You know, brown ale's pretty much died off for a reason Mm -hmm. because not a lot of people were doing a great job with it. Although I would argue that Duclaw Brewing, Mm. not far from us, they... um, They did a really good job with their brown ales, and I was kind of sad to see their stuff go. And they had at least two, maybe three different types of brown ales that I thought they were doing a great job with, and they ended up discontinuing them. I'm sure they weren't selling well enough, and that's why, so I understand. But at the same time, they were just doing such a good job with them, so it was sad to see them go. But I'm interested to get into this. When I looked up information on it, all I could find was the story behind it is they literally were sitting around at Cigar City and were like, what would it taste like if a beer tasted like an oatmeal raisin cookie? Hmm. And then they're like, let's see if we can do that.
0: Let's so find that out. is this. So
1: Does it look I, like a brown ale? Yeah. Hazy.
0: I mean, you could tell me it's a porter, I'd be like, Yeah, it's a light porter. Uh,
1: yeah. eh. I mean, it looks more brown than
0: Oh. Yeah, it's it's pretty see
1: through, I guess. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. It it's sounds like
1: hell out of that cinnamon, I'll tell yeah. you that. Smell a lot of cinnamon. Yeah. But I smell that, like, um, typical brown ale malt smell. Yeah. Which I dig. I totally... Like, I dig a nice brown ale. And
0: I feel like I'm getting the raisin.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I can see the raisin for sure. It's it's very subtle and light, but it does smell like an oatmeal raisin cookie. Um, The cinnamon's very strong in the smell. So it leads me to... Be cautionary. Uh, be cautious when I drink it because you know me and spices and beer. If it's really high cinnamon, I'm going to be like, right, all right. The cinnamon kind of dominates on the nose, FYI. Okay, your thoughts?
0: It's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know what I buy to begin. I don't know. I will definitely enjoy this can, and it does. Tastes kind of, like, sweet like a dessert, but not overly sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, this... I definitely can tell there's, like... and But I'm getting, like, I'm getting this everything. I'm not... Are you getting the lactose?
1: Yes. There is a bit of a creaminess to it, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm seeing the lactose peeking through. Uh yeah. Which I think is good, because that conveys the cookie aspect yeah. of it a lot better.
0: Well, like almost that's... makes
1: it a little vanilla.
0: Yes. Yes, which is exactly. Nice. Well, and then it's also kind of... Elevates the brown ale. <laughs> All
1: right, yeah, I agree. Uh, this isn't one that I would want, again. I, I do think, I think this is my thing of, there's a decent amount of cinnamon no, in it, so yeah, it's just not it's my much. thing. But for what they went for, I think they nailed it. I think they did yeah. an awesome job with this. I think for what they were going for, this is a very good beer. It's just not my personal thing. I really like it. But I, you know, I do kind of enjoy it. And it's a transformative brown ale, in yeah. a sense.
0: It's Yeah. I'm trying to think, like... It's not one... Like, I get home from work, I'm not like, man, I really want a more Raisin Cookie brown ale.
1: <laughs> well, here's the other thing, is I'm just not big on oatmeal raisin cookies in general. Me
0: neither. I don't like raisins in my cookies.
1: Although my mom makes some pretty damn good oatmeal raisin yeah, cookies. Yeah, she does. She does. There are, there are a lot of those instances where my mom makes... Something that I typically don't like, but I like it from her. Like meatloaf is another one. Mm. I typically hate meatloaf, but her meat meatloaf is awesome.
0: Well, she also makes a ham loaf.
1: Ham loaf is tight.
0: So and good. like the first it, time she's like, Yeah, we're gonna have ham loaf.
1: Sounds terrible, and I'm right? Like,
0: what the heck is that? That sounds like disgusting. Why would you make that? But it was legit one of the best things I've ever had.
1: Well, it's like, um, there's like, she makes like a pineapple glaze for it, basically. So... Well,
0: and if you haven't checked out the episode, is this air... I don't know. This this is going to air
1: before it. Oh, okay. Well, teaser. Yeah.
0: There will be an episode with Carlin and his mom, and she will talk about some of her cooking and culinary Mm -hmm. skills. Yeah, And, um, we might have to have her back because... Yeah, I think so. And talking about cooking with beer because she's a damn good cook.
1: There was also an episode with my dad coming up. That's what we did one day. We went over and did one episode with my mom. We did one episode with my dad because I just kind of wanted to get the idea of, you know, their relationships with craft beer and how different they are because they're from a much different generation. Well, I
0: was going to say, yeah, you kind of talked about like generations after us, but yeah, then also generations before us. Very different.
1: And as you'll hear in my talks with them, their upbringings and relationships with beer were very different. So, it's just interesting to, to look into. But, anyway, uh, yeah, that oatmeal raisin cookie, really good. Uh, yeah. I, You know, I kind of just want to see Cigar City continue to pump out different brown ales. Yeah. Just to see what else they can do. Like, give me a coconut brown ale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's go. Well, what they do, may have done that at some Duplaw point.
0: did but... the... It was a toffee.
1: Yeah, it was like a to- toffee nut brown ale. Yeah. Euphoria. So good. Uh, what was the other really good one? Yeah, I don't remember, but it was it was like a um, it was kind of supposed to be kind of like a Samoa cookie or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: it was coconut caramel. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, what I think was- so. Dirty little freak. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it was coconut caramel. That was also yeah, really was good. A- yeah, maybe they could do like a short run of those. do long. Okay. We didn't even talk about this oh, beer. Oops. Rebecca's just cracking beers. I'm She's ready. like, "Come on now! <laughs> All right, tell me what it is." Okay.
0: Well, what? this I feel but like. like I'm not it. gonna spill it. This was kind of like a must for our, on the shelf because we both have been wanting to try this. So yeah. This is by Dogfish Head. It is called Super Eight Super Goza. It is 5.3 percent. So it is, and this is what I'm just reading from the can. But the can is really pretty. It's like a metallic... Purple? Mm-hmm. It's like a
1: maroonish purple. I would say maroon. Yeah.
0: Okay, so it says, Our Session will goza brewed with a bevy of heroic fruits. And quinoa pours a deep, vibrant red with an ample addition of Hawaiian sea salt.
1: Did you name everything in there?
0: It doesn't tell you the oh, fruits. Oh, it does Are you yeah. serious?
1: Oh, you're literally spilling it right now, dude. That is exactly what I was afraid of I'm with this.
0: sorry. That's you, why I shouldn't have I gotta practiced. say,
1: like, you have an issue with your <laughs> equilibrium. There oh. are so many times <laughs> where, like, you'll be talking to me and you're, like, holding some sort of drink, and as I'm talking to you, I'm watching it tip further and further in your hand, and I'm like, what the hell?
0: Man, I got it on my pants, too. No,
1: it's not that okay. much, though.
0: So, yes, no, it does here on the side. This is why it would be better to wait to open it.
1: Yeah. yeah that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe do that next time.
0: Okay, so it's an ale made with sea salt, prickly pear, mango, boysenberry, blackberry, raspberry, elderberry, and kiwi juices and toasted quinoa. Yeah. Boom. So,
1: lots of fruit. So, there's, as I pour this, there was a reason that this beer was made. And it wasn't just because here's another sour beer. Although... I know that Dogfish Head had been wanting to put another sour beer out because their Sea sequinch ale. Like has killing been a, it. Yeah, it's been a massive hit. They actually can't keep up still? with demand. Well, I don't know about still, but the last time we were there, like a year ago, two years ago. I think it was two years ago, they said that they couldn't keep up with demand for it. That and their flesh and blood IPA, the fruited IPA, mm-hmm. they couldn't which I was kinda surprised about that one. I'm like, I mean it's good, but it's not good like sequinch. But anyway, so The story behind this one is that someone heard a podcast in which someone from Kodak, the film company, was talking and brought up the fact that if the pH level in a beer was low enough, you could theoretically develop their Super 8 film. So, someone at Dogfish had heard uh, heard this, I think it may have been Sam, I don't know, and they decided... Challenge accepted. Let's see if we can make a beer that can develop Kodak Super 8 film.
0: Which is why it's called Super 8. Which is why
1: it's called Super 8, even though there's technically nine ingredients. Uh, But they say that the ninth ingredient is salt, and that's just implied in a Goza anyway. So in addition to that, it's eight. So they said they were able to get this low enough pH so that legitimately you can develop Super 8 Kodak film with this beer. I want to see it done. Is there a video? Uh you know what? I would bet if you go onto YouTube that someone's tried it. Because this was a thing. Like they did press releases about yeah. this beer and the story behind it. So
0: Well I it just
1: is... this just goes back to one of my love affairs with Dogfish Head. Like they're just always doing wacky stuff that I appreciate and they're always cutting edge. Yeah. You know? And they take a lot of time developing beers. That's another awesome
0: developing thing.
1: Oh, ah, my gosh. Ah, ah, Pun not intended.
0: Mm. Like, I know
1: I've said it before, but Sequin Ale, they said, took them, like, seven years to develop mm. or something like that. Nuts.
0: Super pretty. It
1: looks like fruit punch.
0: Yeah, it kind of does.
1: It's, like, yeah, it's, like, kind of a little bit less vibrant, but, like, a reddish fruit punch coloration. Yeah, Can't see really through it, obviously. Yeah, well, not not much head, just no. a little bit around the edges, and it's super fine bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> smells fruity. <laughs> it smells like
0: super, super fruity. Like it smells like fruit punch.
1: But it smells really soft too.
0: Yeah. And Did you say, is there lactose in this? Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: Huh. Because it smells kind of smooth sense. and creamy. Like it smells like a fruit smoothie.
0: Is that what the quinoa would
1: do to it? You know, I don't, maybe. That's, That's possible because it's a grain. Yeah. Probably and it's that... got proteins that might kind of give it more of a creamier mouth. I don't know.
0: Why would you add quinoa just for the hell of it?
1: and it's toasted too. It's toasted quinoa. So I that mean, that was probably
0: purposeful, but what?
1: There there's got to be something. I don't know.
0: Okay, do you get the prickly pear?
1: <sighs> I mean, sure. I don't I don't really smell or eat prickly pear all How that about much. mango. Are you getting mango? I don't think I could pick it out. No.
0: Boysenberry, blackberry, raspberry, elderberry, kiwi?
1: Okay, I smell nondescript berry. I know,
0: that's what I mean. It just smells like berries.
1: Yeah, the problem is there's so much fruit in this. You you smell it and you're like, that's fruity and it smells like fruit punch kind of. You
0: can't pick anything out.
1: Yeah, it's too hard to pick anything out. But you can be like, there's definitely berries in there. Because you know what berries generally smell like. But, yeah, I mean. Hmm. So, it's kind of drying. It's a lot less sour than I would assume it was going to be.
0: Yeah. it's Kind of
1: soft. Yeah, it is. Well, it's like when I was smelling it, that's what I was saying, is it it smells very, like, smooth. Like, almost like a fruit smoothie, soft. That's why I was like, is there lactose
0: in it? It has to be the quinoa. Yeah. Kind of mellowing it all out. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy. It's would, good. Yeah, I get that kind of like naked Cheerio flavor at mm-hmm. the end that is typical with the Goza. I see where I definitely see where the salt is. That's part of what's yeah. making it so soft. Um, and there, it is adding a little bit of a salinity on the finish of it. And then it, t- it honestly, it tastes the way it smells. Like yeah, nondescript fruity, fruity a little tart. There's This berries. also could
0: be a very, very excellent contender for my be- for a beach beer. I think last year I just had, had like, made a mixed six-pack. I didn't, I didn't really commit to one. Yeah. In the past years, I've gotten, like, I've committed to, like, a case. Not that I drink a whole case, but.
1: I'll say with this one, I like it, but I like the story behind it more, to be honest. Like, I don't think this is one I'd really want to go back to necessarily. Not really? It, I mean, this is a good sour to introduce people. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is oh, super, for sure. super easy, super accessible, which is, you know, a lot like the Sequench. I would prefer Sequench over this, though.
0: Well, I think this is easier to drink than Sequench because of the berries.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it's softer than Sequench. Yeah. Sequench has more, it's still just in the tart range, but it's more tart than this is. This is just a slight tartness. Yeah. Like, this, this you could give to someone who's not familiar with sour beers and they'd be like, oh, it's not that bad no. sourness-wise. It's a good entryway. Um, I think it's well executed. Like, I think it's good. It's just... I don't know. I kind of wanted more, like, fruit.
0: More fruit?
1: Yeah. I want I, want I it to be, more, how can it be a- more aggressive with the flavor.
0: I think I, I, I think... I don't think you want more fruit. I think you want more tartness.
1: Yes. That's what I was going to okay. say. I was going to because... correct it and say, yeah, I think I want... I want it to be more tart. Those, I definitely want it to be more tart.
0: It really can't be that it's pretty effing fruity.
1: Yeah. No, I mean it is pretty much all fruit.
0: Um I feel like on the finish, maybe you're saying naked Cheerios. In my mind, it's quinoa. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, I've I've never dr- I never drank quinoa before, so I don't really know. I mean I've eaten quinoa, but you can't discern it in yeah. that. Because I've never had quinoa with fruit, and like I said, I've never had a liquid form of quinoa.
0: Hmm. This is going to be hard to rank.
1: Yeah, it is going to be a little bit... This is going to be tough to rank, to be honest. And especially for that oatmeal raisin cookie for me, because, like, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I recognize it was well done, so it's like... Uh, I need to try a little bit more. It's also
0: hard. I hate doing this because I hate putting, like, different styles against each other, too. Because it's like, I like this for
1: the, like, I like them all. Yeah, but it's like, how good's this beer? How good's this beer? Okay. Right. Oh, oh, oh. I'm getting it. Oh, no. Rebecca's looking at the... Out the front mm-hmm. window again. Are you catching people putting garbage mm-hmm. out?
0: I sure am. People are putting garbage out without cans. I see him again.
1: Got him. You I caught him. Perpetrator. Did you get your phone out? Did you record?
0: No, I should have. Apparently, some apparently our HOA says we need like documented proof. Oh yeah, that's what someone said. I don't know if that's
1: true. Dumb AF. Okay. Um. Did you want? To, do you know your ranking on no, it? No, it's too hard. I don't.
0: Too hard. I need a, a splash of water and to help me determine.
1: Oh, the water will help you determine it. Well, I need more sips. So, okay. First of all, I want to say that any ranking I do on this, and I feel like you're going to be the same. It's so tight. Like, it's a very tight lineup, in my opinion.
0: This might be the closest lineup we've ever done.
1: Yeah, it's actually hard to, like, make a legit decision. Um, I think I know where I am, though. Okay. Um, Mm, I don't know. Wait, one more. One one more. I'm literally retasting everything. Yeah, me too. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay, I got it. I got mine. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. So... Prefacing prefacing this again by saying all these beers are very, very, very close. There is not a ton separating one and four, in my opinion. So my number four is going to be the Dogfish Head Super 8. That Super Goza with all that stuff, you know what it is because we just talked about it. That's my number four. My number three, even though I like it quite a bit, is the Jackie O's Mystic Mama IPA. Uh, really nice IPA. Like we said, we, I think we would buy this again. It's definitely really well done, really good. My number two is going to be Firestone Walker's Rosalie, the um, the rose uh, beer, rose type beer brewed with hibiscus and wine grapes. And then my number one is going to be the Cigar City Oatmeal Oatmeal Raisin Cookie Brown. Who are you? Well, no, it has to do with taking out of it my feelings about yeah. the spices and going for, you know, if I really like the spices, like, yeah. wh- how would I feel about that beer? I would feel like that's number one beer, so I'm making it number one. Okay. I feel like that's what's fair. It's
0: Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm a little different. Well, my number one is the Rosalie. Okay.
1: I'm not that surprised because you're a big Rosé fan. Although, I could like, this is the thing. It was, like I said, like, they were almost interchangeable for yeah, me. Yeah, I know? agree.
0: Um, I mean, my top, th- okay, so that's my number one. Number two is the oatmeal raisin cookie, then the Jackie O, then the super eight. The top three are pretty, inter- the top two are interchangeable, top three interchangeable. I, st- I like the su- super eight goes up more than you do though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I still like it. It's just, yeah. I want more sour. That's just I my still thing. Really,
0: I still really, I still like it. it. just, I liked it just a smidge less than the rest of yeah. them, but I mean, I, this is we will enjoy all of these for yeah, sure. Yeah, this is
1: this is a very good lineup. Yeah, I, I think we, I think we chose very well.
0: Yeah, I think we did I a good really job. I Really like this Rosalie though.
1: Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Um, I'm, well, I'm really gonna want to drink a lot of this IPA. I think maybe we should get a six pack of this Mystic no. Mama to no. have around. No. How yeah. many? Hold on. How many hoppy beers do we have in the fridge?
0: I don't care. Then you need to get no this. no no.
1: How many? Probably hoppy none. IPAs? Probably none. We have, yeah, I think we have zero okay. hoppy That's beers. That's fine.
0: We, then we can put a hoppy beers in, but then you got to yeah. get other stuff out.
1: The Mystic Mamas. We need to put because a six pack of that Mystic Mama. I'm going to be cooking
0: things later this evening, <laughs> and there is no room in my fridge. Like literally, Look,
1: I'm the master of moving things around. I will find that room. It, if things are stacked, it's going to happen.
0: Mm-mm.
1: We'll make it I'm happen. Making,
0: what am I making? Peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter, apple oatmeal.
1: The beer says otherwise.
0: I know. The beer
1: is... <laughs>
0: I have to dice some apples. Hopefully I won't dice my finger.
1: Yeah. Um, you have been known to grate your finger? I did grate my thumb. That was bad. I took a picture of it. It's pretty bad. It's a giant chunk. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we ate some of it, no, too. we might have. Yeah. Man.
0: Okay. I really like this, Rosalie. I
1: I'll can have... tell. You keep pouring more for yourself.
0: And I feel like very sophisticated drinking out of this can.
1: Just because it looks nice. It
0: looks, like, real sexy. Yeah. And it's real pretty and delicate.
1: It's got, like, a peach color to it. Yeah. Like, reddish, peachish.
0: The only thing is, the can will not fit in my koozie for the beach.
1: Yeah, true. It won't. Because it's one of those skinny 12-ounce. Might be disqualified for that reason. Because you did say one of the your stipulations on when we do that tournament is they to have be to be in it, a can, right? So I think beach. you have to go further and say it has to be a twelve ounce to sixteen ounce can, like a regular that is regular size. Well,
0: and I, I like I like just the twelve ounce regular oh, size can because it covers
1: covers everything. So. so sixteen ounces out too. Yeah, man, these are a lot of stipulations here.
0: That's what you need for a be- for something mm-hmm. you're drinking on the beach. It's
1: going to be a hard job for me to find I'm, these. I'm,
0: Rosalie,
1: I love you. You're all about that, Rosalie. Okay. So good. Why didn't you make it your number one? Oh, you did. That's right. I didn't make (laughs) it my number one. Okay. That makes sense.
0: I did make it my number one, baby. You did. You did.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for checking this out. Uh, who knows what we're going to do for the next On the Shelf. I'm excited to see what beers are coming out. Hopefully, we got some more Jackie O's coming our way. And hopefully, we got some more Cigar City special yeah. releases coming our way. Because there was one we had years ago called Milk Made, and it oh. was a white stout. It was a white milk stout, and it was excellent. It was. I, I want that. that. I don't even know if they're making it anymore. I want it, want it. I want it. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Until next time.
0: Keep it brutal.